week eight has come and gone in the college football season and we are here to talk about it because more upsets occurred and a lot more clarity throughout the chaos as jamie referenced last week anyways welcome to another episode of fourth and wrong i am your host Tate McDaniel. alongside me as always the young the reckless mitchell graham mr sweet cheek himself jamie cheek and the dean machine aka the dean of college football Nathan Dean. Yes, sir. Week eight recap. And we're going to jump right into the headlines. And I'm going to go right to the Dean machine himself, Mr. Nathan Dean. All right. So uh, my headline for this week, and I'm kind of going to roll off a little bit about what Jamie talked about last week. And I'm actually going to repose the question. Are we at a point now where chaos is no longer chaos? where chaos is now the normal in college football. The reason I ask that is because um, I read an article and actually stumbled across it uh, last week, dated back to October, and it was October of 2021, where there had been 40-something, I think it was 42 or 43, top 25 teams lose. And I couldn't, I couldn't find any more information or any data on the rest of the season. But uh, it, it kind of got me thinking a little bit about that. So, you know, of course we had probably the, the shocking one was not, not just Ole Miss getting beat, but the manner in which they got beat this weekend. Um, you know, you had, you had some people would say that, you know, Oklahoma State being Texas was, it was an upset. Um have have we have we just grown accustomed to to chaos happening, and that's now part of the system? And we're we're at one point, everybody. And I think ESPN even had a commercial come off where they said, uh, you know, it was prefacing the uh, the rankings release, and it said something like, you know, the chaos or something. I know it made a reference to the word chaos. Are, are we at a point now where chaos is now the expected, and that? If we had a week where, say, that, you know, chalk maybe happened where everybody that was supposed to win actually won, would that be more chaotic than what we see now? That, yeah. Yeah, I that's think a so. very valid point. Um, and it, so, so it kind of got me, you know, like I said, you, you alluded to it, you know, clarity through the chaos. I don't know if chaos can be considered chaos anymore, and I think that just might be part of what the product is. Yeah. And, and – in my opinion, that's a good thing for fans. Sure. That's a good thing for the sport itself. Um, and, of course, those that are in the, the media industry, whether it's radio, television, or just, you know, four buddies getting together to do a little podcast, it, it sort of now gives more, more interest in it because, of course, it's going to bring ratings, it's going to bring views, it's going to bring uh, interest now to what at one point – may have seemed like a very boring, typical, well, there's nothing really good going on this weekend in college football because you have all these top-ranked teams that are supposed to play these nobodies. You know, like you have an unranked LSU playing in Ole Miss where, in theory, if the rankings are halfway correct, Ole Miss should win that game. Right. And they should win it handily. But that wouldn't have Um. So I got to thinking too. Uh, I'm going to kind of ad lib right here, if that's cool with you guys. Um, 
I won't. You know, we had done a contender pretender uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm going to give you a team, and I want you to give me their percentage chance that they make the college football playoff. So it's just a number zero to one hundred. So when I give you the team, you just the first number that comes out. You can say it simultaneously. You can say it. You can go. Uh, we can go in order. We'll go. We'll go. Hayden, Mitchell, Jamie, with each okay. one. You just give me a number zero through one hundred. Okay. Georgia Bulldogs. Ninety five percent. Not maybe even more than that. Ninety. Seventy five. Ohio State Buckeyes. I would go 85% right now. 65%. 90. Clemson Tigers. 90. 95. 99.9. Alabama Crimson Tide. I'd go 55. I'm going to go 50 right down the middle. 25. TCU Horn Frogs. I'd say 50. I, just because of the pool around them, probably 20%. 25. Oregon Ducks. 35. 15%. 10. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Twenty-five? Zero. Thirty-three and a third. Tennessee Volunteers. Hmm. I'd go seventy-five. Sixty. Fifty. Okay. That's all I've got. So the the, the purpose in that was and I was kind of curious because it, it sort of alludes to, to to where I was where I was going with my headline there. Jamie said Clemson ninety nine point nine. Mitchell, you had somebody at zero percent. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State zero percent. I mean, I didn't even throw Michigan out there. I didn't throw. Uh, do Do you want my reasoning? Well, well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm just I, curious. I don't know at this point with three SEC teams contending, two Big Ten team contending, and the ACC already getting a spot. If a one-loss Big Twelve conference champion will even will get in, I, that's yep. that's why. I I, no, I and, and I'll be honest with you. I agree a hundred percent, which is why I kind of circle back to the question. Mm-hmm. Is chaos the new normal? Hmm. And with that, I'm going to relinquish my headline back to whoever. I like it. That was a very good headline, a very thought-provoking headline. And now I will pass the baton to Mitchell Graham. Hi, hello. Um, the the guys know this, but uh, in my little recap segment, I didn't watch much football this week, so mine is going to be kind of a – an easy one. I'm going to talk about my Georgia Bulldogs who had the week off. I know, talking about Georgia even on the week off. But this week did provide something that I did want to make note of. 
I want to take a look at Georgia's resume against two top 25 teams. South Carolina has now re-entered the rankings at 25 um, after beating Texas A&M, moving to 5-2 and two, with only two losses coming to Georgia and Arkansas, two respectable teams. And then Oregon, after destroying UCLA single-handedly, Bo Nix looked tremendous. That whole offense looked amazing. Those two games, Georgia outscored those two opponents. Neither of them was Georgia playing at home. 97 to 10. Wow. 97 that's, to 10. That's good, yeah. I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, you can argue the back-to-back weeks, 22 points to Kent State, 22 points to Missouri in a near loss. They have more than made up for it the last two weeks, outscoring their last two opponents, 87 to 10. They've got Florida. They've got Tennessee. They're traveling to Starkville, traveling to Kentucky. Georgia's resume could look really good, even better. But how much better can you get than 97 and 10 against two top 25 teams? I like it. Yeah, very good resume. And I mean, it. you don't really think about it until you put that into that perspective now because South Carolina has, has one, gone on a four-game winning streak since the murder Georgia they, lost, yeah. they, they took in against Georgia. At, at home. home. At home. At home, yeah. Not an and easy I, place to play. Yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's not an easy place to play at all. And Texas A&M found out about that last night. But, yeah, it's a very good resume so far and a very underrated resume, one I haven't really even thought about, um, except for now with South Carolina being in the top 25. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Mitchell. And I will now pass it to Jamie. So my headline this week is Texas turmoil. Um, Texas blew a two-touchdown lead at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, after losing close to Alabama and Quinn Ewers getting hurt, they lost to Texas Tech on the road with Ewers out. But the last few weeks look a lot better. And after doing what they did to OU and Red River, it seemed like – I mean, I, I picked them to win the Big 12 this year. Uh, and it seemed like that 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 was on, on the menu. Uh, even in the first half against Oklahoma State, 19 of 49. 39% completion percentage, uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions. And for me, I, I may, maybe this is a, a little bit early on our bowl prediction. Sark ain't it. I, 100% on Steve Sarkeesian. He had the offense rolling in the first half. Everything was fine. They had a lead until nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and all he did was – throw the ball with a guy who was not throwing the ball well. He had B. John Robinson, who had 24 carries and 140 yards. So of those 24 carries, 18 of them came in the first half. He also had Roshan Johnson, who had five carries for 73 yards. They were running the ball excellent, and he got pass happy in the second half. Texas's defense came out in the second half, stopped Oklahoma State on four straight drives with a touchdown lead, and Texas went three and out three of the next four drives. It was absolutely ridiculous that that way he kept trying to put 50 on the board, and because of that, he left Oklahoma State in the game. And 
the saddest part is he's not the, the he's not the saddest one in Texas right now because M went on the road and got absolutely blasted by South Carolina. They were down seventeen to nothing with nine fifty one left in the first quarter. It was, it was absolutely like opening kickoff. They took opening, opening kickoff, kickoff, two turnovers, two t- two. Like seven minutes, minutes left it, in the first quarter. I'm not trying to cut you off, but no, it, did 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 Wegman touch the floor or the field in the second half? He did because oh, yeah. Haynes King got hurt. So he comes in and he's just as average as as Haynes King is. And you know, Max Johnson may be like one percentage point better than the two of them. But uh AM is now three and four, one and three in the SEC. Um they still have to play Ole Miss, Florida. Auburn and LSU. Um, if they wanted to fire Jimbo Fisher, it would cost them $86 million to do it um, for all the crap that he talked in the offseason. He's 37 and 18 at Texas AM and he's 22 and 15 in the SEC. Uh, the very picture of average. Um, Jimbo Fisher, not it either. So they're What's not going to record now. They're three and four. They're three and four. I mean, they've got to. So that's the thing. I assume they lose to Ole Miss. They're going to have to beat two of the three of Florida, Auburn, and LSU to make a bowl. They'll beat UMass. Huh. But I, there, there's, there's a good chance that A&M <clears throat> goes five and seven. The teetering of, of whether or not they get into a bowl to see how many teams are, you know, eligible. Because hey, hey, sometimes Jamie, five and seven. Can, can, yeah. Can I, can, I, can I throw a stat at you real quick? Do it. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's first 50 games at A&M, he's 35 and 15. Kevin Sumlin's first 50 games was 36 and 14. It, it's insane. It's insane. Well, after the 2020 COVID year when they were – they barely missed out on the playoff. Um, I don't know. I mean, going into yesterday, I really thought, like I said, I, I watched pretty much all of that Texas-Oklahoma State game and – I in the first half, I, I was really impressed with Texas, but the play calling in the second half was terrible. And then just to to come out at eight, uh, South Carolina and just be so pathetic, so turmoil in Texas. Thank God for TCU. Let's hear right. it for TCU. Right, yeah, Jimbo putting the L in the NIL, but uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I I will move on to my headline now, and my headline is going to be called the wild wild west because all of a sudden the sec west is really shaping out to be a chaotic race at first it, i mean and it's honestly if you wanted if you really wanted to think about it from this perspective and i know it realistically it wouldn't have happened but i think alabama beating mississippi state last night even eliminated it from being a 14 race mm-hmm. because if it, yeah. had mississippi state come out and beaten alabama it could have easily been a 14 race for the west it, but but I think now, after last night, I think it'll, it, it, it narrows it down to three teams. More than likely two teams, because I think Ole Miss getting beat probably – I think a lot of teams probably figured out the recipe to beat Ole Miss yesterday. Um, I mean, they're good, but they haven't been really tested yet, I don't believe. And maybe Kentucky, but Kentucky, give or take. Um, yeah. I really think now that Ole Miss has lost one, that kind of I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. I could be completely wrong. I'm not going to talk too much yet because I don't want to come on here three weeks and be like, you know, 
acting like a miserable human being like I was last week on the show. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I think right now it's definitely a two horse race, potentially a third, um, with some chaos that could go on in Baton Rouge. That could possibly go on in Baton Rouge. A few weeks. I mean, you just never know. You've got to see what Ole Miss does from here. I think they have, they have A&M this week. They should win that game. And then do they have a bye before Alabama? They have a bye before they play Alabama. Every team does. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's still potentially a three, a three horse race, but, um, I mean, I think Alabama eliminated or eliminated Mississippi State as of last night, but the West could get very interesting um, in the next few weeks, and I think it'll it'll take some time for it to officially be decided. Anyway, I will now move on to our dean's list and academic probation, and I will pass it over to Nate. All right, cool. Uh, dean's list this week. Uh, Everybody cool if I start it this week? Yeah. Yeah. Um I I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to sound like a total homer here. Do um, it. Do but it. I'm going to put Bo Nix on the Dean's list. Absolutely. Uh 20 28 283 yards through the air, five touchdowns in total. He rushed eight times for 51. He distributed the ball, seven different receivers. I don't know how much of that game you guys watched. I watched almost of all of it. And just from a from viewer's perspective, watching Bo Nix, calling him Bo Picks, trashing him when he was not with Oregon and still kind of <laughs> leery about it, that was the Bo Nix performance that we in a situation going up against Thompson Robinson, who is a great quarterback in his own UCLA. Oregon needed Bo Nix to perform, and Bo Nix performed when he needed to. So, for that, I'm going to put Bo Nix on the Dean's list. Um, and also, before, before you move on, Nate, to your afternoon probation, I do want to pose this question because you mentioned Bo Nix. And I asked – I think I asked Jamie about it yesterday. Did I ask you this question? I can't remember if I asked you or not. It was, it you haven't said the question yet. <laughs> I, asked, I was like – I asked somebody. Was Bo Nix the pro- Was Bo Nix always the problem, or was Auburn was Auburn the problem when Bo Nix was? It was Bo Nix. Was the Bo Nix always that bad of a quarterback, or was Auburn probably just that big, yeah, I, big of always that big of a dumpster fire going on at Auburn? I think it'd be fair to say it was a little bit of both. I don't. I don't think that Bo Nix was. You know, you know, he he had streaks of. Of, of where he was really shining, uh, in particular a game against his current team, the Oregon Ducks, where Oregon led for 59 minutes and 30-something seconds of that game. And then Bo Nix led this drive down and kind of put the dagger in to seal the deal. Um, I feel like he wasn't necessarily put in a position to where he could have developed. Right into what his full potential was. But then also at the same time, in, in my opinion, some of that is on him, you know. Right. Just just not doing the job when he needed to. Well, how much of it could have been living up to the family name at Auburn, though, too? I mean. I, I mean, some of that could have been. And I, I think more than anything, the problem with Bo Nix is the, the hot and cold. So, like, right. definitely all yeah. the credit in the world to the way he played yesterday. But when they play Utah in a couple of weeks – if he completely craps the bed, is anybody going to be shocked? 
You know no. what I mean? Like, I'm not trolling. I'm just saying no. like, that's no. the problem with Bo Nix. It's not that he's not capable of being great. It's that he's he's never been consistent. Sometimes, in yeah. the, in, you know, within a game. Yesterday, he was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree there. Um, Probably you know, his career. And uh, my, I, I don't really I'm, – I'm just going to give him an honorable mention. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, honorable mention for the Dean's List this week – and I know Hayden knows the answer to this, so I'm not going to ask him. But either one of you guys know the current OC at Boise State? <laughs> no. No. Do you know names? Make up L- a name. No, listen to this. Listen to this. No. Nope. It's Dirt Cutter. No, it's not. It is yeah. Dirt Cutter. <laughs> Name Dirt Cutter. Uh, big win from Boise State last night. Dirk uh, – Dirk was he was an offensive analyst and he was promoted up to offensive coordinator. Wait, wait, uh, Dirk Cutter I, was an offensive that Dirk Cutter, analyst. At that Boise Dirk State? Cutter, that Dirk Cutter, the same, same Dirk Cutter. I, 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 I poop can't believe you not. I, I it, cannot. I cannot believe he's not on staff somewhere in Indy following Matt Ryan around. No, I'm telling you, that's uh, that's it. So, uh, uh, a little bit harmless so in there. Uh, I'm going to put on probation this week. Uh, Minnesota's defense, Gosh, yeah. uh, not not, be, not because they Minnesota. gave up, not because they gave up forty five to Penn State, but uh, four seventy nine total yards, six total TD. Um, Penn State was, I think, about fifty percent on third down conversions. They only had six quarterback hurries, one sack, and only seven tackles for loss. They gave up about five yards per rush. You cannot do that against a top twenty five team. When you have an opportunity to win against Penn State, um, and and they just defensively did not come to play, especially with you know they've got like I feel like Minnesota has kids that have been there for thirteen years. Um, they just it was not a very good defensive performance from Minnesota. Uh, defense could have kept them in the game, but uh, credit to Penn State for taking advantage of that. So for that, I'm putting Minnesota on probation. And I'm going to kick it, a little sidekick over here to uh, Jamie. All right. So for my Dean's List this week, uh, you know, I I watched more games than just the ones involving Texas teams. But Max Duggan, 17 to 26, three touchdowns, no picks in uh, the 38-28 win over Kansas State uh, on Saturday night. Up to number seven in the country. This was the staff that was – crazy to me for the season dug in 19 touchdowns one pick so it's as much as i have been a little bit on the fence about tcu if they are gonna have a chance to win a lot of games and they're they're they've been down 11 points at halftime the last two weeks yeah and they they keep they keep coming back they keep sticking with the run like they're they're legit yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – yeah. Uh, my pro- – I was passionate about as much as I crapped on all the Texas stuff. Uh, Hayden can tell you that I was livid at Mike Leach early and often. Mike Leach, first of all, his team lost 30-6 to at Alabama last night. He wasted a timeout on the first possession of the oh. game when they went out trying – 
them offside in their own territory on a fourth and two like it was just stupid. He wastes the timeout. Then on the next drive, they drive a really, really nice drive. And instead of turning the ball over on downs, the next drive, he tries the field goal. He missed. They miss it. That's not his fault. And then they go for it again on fourth down the next drive. He goes for it on fourth down twice in the first half. They get nothing out of any of those drives, and it was just ridiculous. He 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 really coached scared. The, here's why he's on probation. After the game, here's the quote: "You want to scare some guys? Alabama jersey on. It'll scare the hell out of them." He threw his play after the game yeah. for being scared of Alabama when he looked across that scared and showed them from the beginning of the game with the way he coached the game that they didn't belong there. Screw this guy. Screw Michael Leach. That was a terrible showing. I hope his players lock him in whatever hot box that player in years ago uh, and leave him there for the rest of this season. Holy crap. Yeah, that was – yeah, I'm, I'm, I saw that quote too and um, just, just as a, you know – why you know you, you yeah. should, you're supposed you're supposed to gundy them and be like you know I'm a man I'm forty you know right these, these are these are kids uh, right well he, he's he, he's sixteen and sixteen in two years at Mississippi State he's nine and fourteen in the SEC it, it's not just Alabama okay like come on now like let's be let's be real yeah he wore that sweater like, commercial with <laughs> the state. You're sitting there like, I'm not, what, what do you even talk about a tire? We'll talk about a tire in a little bit with Jimbo, but um, but really? yeah, at least Leach is funny. Yeah, Leach is funny. Jimbo's just a grumpy old man. Um, Leach, there was another play. I think it was one of the fourth down plays. Will Rogers threw, threw the pass. The guy dropped the ball. Whatever. Mike Leach is standing over there like confused as to, like, why did you drop the ball? Which, okay, yes, the receiver probably should have caught the ball. But, Mike Leach, you called the play. Like, don't he get probably, mad. He probably forgot what he's doing. Like, he, I mean, and he, I'm not saying that like a – He just – he was, like, off weird last night. Yeah, he, it, was, it was. He looked weird. like he mm, – I don't know, done something before that game. Because even in the press conference, I mean, he went on a long, random rant that just didn't even make sense. It, it was, was almost like, – it was that. almost like he was beat before they even took the field, and That's he the didn't he want to be there. He didn't want, he, you know, he, he he was somewhere else mentally. He didn't want to be there. He didn't. I don't. It was it was very just. I don't know. I I think you you know it was kind of weird. Yeah, and and of course it's just you know our opinion on him. You know he could. He's making more money than us, though. Uh, Mitchell. He might be making more if uh, he keeps coaching like that. <laughs> I'll pay him to go away. Yeah, exactly. Did you call me? Yes, sir. Okay. So my Dean's list is Jaden Daniels. Five total touchdowns, 370 yards of total offense against an Ole Miss defense that have actually been semi-respectable for the whole year. I mean, I know they've had some – They've had halves where they've been really bad, but overall Ole Miss's defense has played really well. But, look, we're seeing an LSU team, and speaking of quotes, I think Brian Kelly put out a really good quote um, about, like, October and November 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact one if someone could pull it up, but I really liked that quote. It was, was it was pretenders play in October, contenders play in November. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I like oh. it a lot. And yeah. and my thing is, look, yes, the the start for LSU, I think it was a little overblown. They're an extra point made away from potentially beating Florida State, and they, I mean, they got destroyed by Tennessee. That wouldn't have changed. But if you're looking at that, they're seven and one right now, and like. I truly believe LSU. I like going into this year, I was high on LSU. Nine and I had them going nine and three. I feel like they're reaching their peak now, and they've opened up the offense for Jaden Daniels and the wide receivers trust him. So that's why I think LSU is a much better team, and they're not making stupid special teams mistakes the whole game. If they, if they, if they, if they, think they beat three touchdowns easily. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But Jaden Daniels is the is what makes them go. And if he's on his game like that against any team, including a team that wears crimson, I think they can beat anyone. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my probation, just very quickly, is uh, DJ, DJU. Um, gets gets benched against Syracuse after four. Was it four first-half turnovers um, that he had? Mm-hmm. Um, three, three, first half, three first-half turnovers. And not even – like he's been on the Dean's list for – like multiple weeks for his performances. I think he's on probation now because honestly, I don't know if he sees the field again this year, which is sad because he's had a great year, but I, I think Cole Klubnik might, you don't, uh, you, no. you think, you think I, he starts I, next, next game. Well, yeah, because I, I think long-term, like I don't think you can go with a freshman. I mean, if you, you know, we, we talked about playoff chances earlier, right? So like yeah. if, if Clemson is through the hardest part of their schedule, you, you, you're not going to win the national championship with a freshman. Not this you know, freshman. Dab, like, Dabo, Dabo, Dabo said in his post-game yeah. interview, he said DJ's our guy, and, you know, there's no doubt about that. But, I didn't hear um, that. Okay. You know, cool. but, well, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, to, to what you were just saying right there, Mitchell, is, yeah, I mean, the words are good and all, but, you know, what happens on the field, uh, honestly, if Syracuse had any depth, then yeah. Clemson doesn't win that football game. Sean Tucker had five carries. What like in that whole game? Like Syracuse, if they, like, I feel like they could have ran the ball a lot more and mm-hmm. been successful. He had twelve yards per carry in that game. Yeah. So I mean, he's playing uh, on the road. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that there. That's my that's my probation, DJ, um, for the week. Didn't play very well. So good. I, I'm on you there. So. Uh, I agree. Hayden, who you got Dean's list probation this week? I'm going to go a little off the rails with my Dean's list this week. I'm going to go with Day Day Hunter, running back at Liberty. Put on a put on a show yesterday against BYU in a 41 to 14 route. Liberty absolutely destroyed BYU to go, to go seven to one. 23 carries, 213 yards, and a touchdown in what was a 41 to 14 route of BYU. Great game. Pops to the kid. And on probation this week, I'm, and I hate to do this to a quarterback who was playing in his first game, but I got to go with Zach Gibson, backup quarterback at Georgia Tech. Because <laughs> that was horrid. That was a horrid performance on Thursday. Well, the Reggie Ball as well. I mean, oh, gosh. <laughs> There's a name we haven't heard in a while. Oh, I, I hear it all the time on Twitter, unfortunately. Um, but 10 for 25, 99 yards. And honestly, 
at the end of the first half, I was like, I like this kid's energy. Then he came out in the second half, and whew, that was it was it was really 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 rough. Um, I mean, especially the the final one minute drive in the fourth at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, you throw two passes, they're complete. You get nowhere close to going out of bounds. And then on the final play of the game, where you just kind of throw it up in the air and hope for the best from where you're at. You just decide to keep the ball and run out of bounds. I mean, just some really boneheaded mistakes. And honestly, I hate to say this, but he had me kind of thankful for Jalen Milrow at times during the game the other night. And that's saying a lot. Very high So that Gibson, I'm sorry, you're on academic probation in a school at a, even though you're at a very highly instituted or a very highly respected academic in, institution. I had to think about that word for a second, sorry. But um, you are on probation. And I'm going to go with an honorable mention. I'm going to go with Weaver State's special team. And they're in a small town in Utah. I think Nate's brother actually played in minor league baseball out there for a little bit. Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah, Um, home of the Raptors. Yep. So, basically, their special teams yesterday accounted for four safeties. In a 43-38 to 38 loss to Montana State. <laughs> There's no way. So, your team cost you eight points in a five-point loss. So, that, Dude, to I... me, there is is, is um, grounds for academic probation. No, though... that's grounds for expulsion. <laughs> <laughs> that... it's, it's bound for anything. Honestly. Execution? I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, seriously. I, I hope they... You... I mean, I, I can't even do that in Madden. Like, how do you? I don't that's, know. A, that's an FCS record, by the way. Well, I would hope that, so. It, uh, eight <laughs> points. So four safeties. Four safeties on special teams yesterday. I mean, I, did they just keep snapping the ball over the punter's head? I mean, I'm assuming that's the last one. The last one was over the punter's head, but I can't find video on all, the first three. I mean, like, it's can weird you not find state. anybody? Just. <laughs> You'd be better off not punting. Just take a knee it's some, and give them the ball. It's some, it's some guy with an iPhone 8 recording it. <laughs> it. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere in Utah. With Utah, the beautiful state. But man, yeah, it's beautiful out there. They got Montana State, so, I mean, they weren't even playing in Utah. God. It, how, yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know where the game was. It doesn't matter. Only reason I'm – I mean, I wouldn't even know this game was going on if it wasn't for – you know, the that might be the wildest. That that's that's one of the top five wildest stats I've heard. Yeah, I mean, at a five point loss, four safeties on special teams. Wow, that's yeah, uh, it's it's bad. It's bound for academic probation. Absolutely. And, I mean, good grief! I hope they have a new special coach at the end of the week. Or oh, they need a new special team. Like, <laughs> the whole unit. They might need a new long snapper. I mean, they're probably just pulling a kid from, you know, walking to class this week saying, hey, you want to come be our long snapper? Because, can't, I mean. Can't do any worse. I know, exactly. Can't do any worse at all. Wow. Anyway, congratulations, Weaver State. That yeah. will probably be our only mention ever of you on this show, unless I just want to throw you all in there at random times now. But, anyway, you're on academic probation this week. Uh, and I'm being nice by putting you on there. Um, anyway. Go ahead and send us home. Yes, for sure. 
Thank you to those that are going to tune into this episode. Thank you to those that have tuned in all season long. We are two-thirds of the way through the college football season, and still more to come throughout the rest of the season. Anyways, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook, social media at Armchair Banter. This has been another episode of Fourth and Wrong. Everyone have a great night.